0: Welcome to the Stabcast. I'm Dan.
1: And I'm Mindy.
0: And we're here for another scary week.
1: Yes, we are. Uh, We are doing the Compare and Contrast, the start of our Freddy Krueger month. We're going to be going in between
0: the original and
1: the remake this week.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a good one, Mindy. I'm excited. Uh, The original with Robert Englund against the remake with, uh, what's his name? somebody else. Uh, Jackie Earl Haley, who was great as Rorschach and Watchmen, and he's been in some other, t- Bad News Bears. And
1: Robert England actually liked this man's performance.
0: Yeah, I thought he did a great job.
1: Yeah, so that, that needs to be said that a lot of people are like, oh, well, England didn't even like him. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that rumor got brought up or anything. He, the only reason he didn't do the movie is because Robert England didn't hold.
0: Yeah. They don't want to do that movie. And a new take, I think, was kind of necessary to do it. And, and to be creepier and for the new age. He's a little too hammy and yeah. Like I
1: mean, he he said it himself. Like they wanted it to creepy and scary, and he left creepy and scary behind in like the second one. Basically. Yeah. Like one and two were scare fest. They were very very scary. And then 3, 4, 5, and 6 were basically just funny shit. Yeah. And then New Nightmare went really, really, really serious. Wes Craven actually not only helped write it, but he was actually in the movie.
0: Yeah, that was a great as one. As himself. Yeah.
1: And then they, he did one more, which was Freddy vs. Jason. And he said when he, when he made Freddy vs. Jason, you said this is it.
0: And this is third start of a series that we're going to kind of start doing with going in these uh, franchise retrospectives pretty much. Yeah,
1: absolutely. We're
0: starting with Freddy here because he's an iconic one, but we will go through Halloween and other big ones, yeah, you know, Hellraiser. Yeah, we'll Hell go
1: back. We'll get the big ones. We'll also get the not-so-big ones.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, We all know that I have a knack for indie horror, so I'm sure I can find stuff that will suffice us for a couple of – uh. Episodes and whatnot. And once again, speaking of sequels, Nation Destination 6 has again been put into production. Yes. After we already talked about it last week. No, it's back in production again. They have a completely new fucking storyline again. Damn. It went from construction crew to cruiser ship, and now it's on training rock
0: Jesus. Really?
1: Yep. They can't make up their fucking minds. They're never going to get it done. No. They're never going to get it done. It's going to be late 2026, and we're still going to be talking about the damn thing. Uh, it, it, it's just they can't make their minds up. Is what's going on. Yeah. They have two routes that they can go. It's been honestly, in my opinion, I think it's been too long. It didn't do it right at the ten-year mark. Cause you know the way I feel about that. If a series or franchise or whatever is completely done by the ten-year mark, that's that they're done. They're yeah. not coming back no more. Yeah, it's over. So the fact that they've reached their eleventh to twelfth year and they're like, Well, we're so common, it's like well, you're really late to the race, bruh. Yeah. Because, like at this point the only people that are gonna remember like the first and the second one is gonna be my generation and yours. Yeah. That's it. And then basically <coughs> all the other teeny buffers they they don't even know what final destination is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because the last one was like twelve years ago. So no one even really knows what this unless they're like obsessed with horror
0: yeah
1: i mean i i was having a conversation with somebody the other day about final destination and someone stopped in their tracks and was like what's that
0: yeah the
1: horror series that swept the nation (laughs) oh you mean no so like they forgot about
0: yeah, and that's a big one. There's been a lot of films, and there's hits and misses in there, and there's some fun ones, and that's another series we got to go through because yeah. that's a that's a great that's a great franchise, and I'm Absolutely. cool with it coming back. And
1: honestly, the only one that I really has that big of a problem with is for the racetrack one, but yeah. that's just because I think the casting in it was so poorly done. Yeah. But I feel like it was just... They needed Merriman again. I thought it was even <laughs> Merriman again. I just, they, needed, they needed a different group of cats. Unfortunately, yeah. they picked like four, <coughs> four, four kids that were basically unknown. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm not going to say it didn't get better as it went on because it did. Yeah. But it was one of those movies where you kind of just feel like you're getting cheaped out for money. Yeah, it didn't light the world on fire. No. And then the fifth one... Revealing that it was a prequel not until the very very end that was good.
0: Yes
1: That was solid. I mean you kind of knew something was up because Tony Todd was the coroner again
0: Yeah, so it's
1: a like, wait 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 if he's the coroner Then what the fuck is going on? Yeah, and then at the end you figure out everything. You're like, oh shit. I should have known
0: So another thing planning for the show. Yeah. I'm thinking September. Am I in September? Because October, I think we're going to want to see new movies in the theaters. But September, I'm thinking of getting shutter again, and we do a shutter month and do like a shutter original for every month.
1: Absolutely. I feel like that would be really, really good. I feel like that would be really good.
0: We're also working on The Devil and Me. Me and Mindy were playing it today.
1: Yes. And it we is have... a very, very informational game. I will say out there to people that don't like video games, like myself,
0: because yeah. they're
1: just so fucking complicated, this one is huh. a lot <sighs> more complicated.
0: Yeah, it's more gamey.
1: Than the other two. It's yeah. a lot more or less choose your adventure and more... So, like, your your actions choose your adventure, basically. Yeah,
0: I mean, I think the deci- the decisions are still there, and all that gameplay is still there. Yeah, like
1: your actions are, the yeah. ones that are deciding for you, basically. Sometimes,
0: yeah. And I think they're throwing more of that in there. And it's just more, like, useless shit, like running and jumping. and Like, I don't mind it, but I didn't think the series really needed it. But yeah. I don't think it takes away from the game too much. The yeah, game's like the a lot of fun. the story is really, 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 really good. And yeah, there's been some creepy moments so far. So.
1: Yeah. I, I've jumped a couple of times.
0: You've evaded a couple of deaths so far, which yeah, is I
1: have. I'm pretty good at I'm pretty good at keeping people alive.
0: Considering how we did in our other games, though, like House of Ashes, we got three people. Or yeah, people but
1: killed. I went in there knowing that I wanted them all to die.
0: Yeah. That was the movie
1: I wanted. I wonder uh, if we I get the... Die.
0: I wonder if there's a perfect ending to this and if we can find it and get it, just like we unlocked with Jason's Sleep.
1: Hell yeah. Because
0: <laughs> I do believe we had one of the best endings for that game. Really so this one will be fun. But uh, we also went to see The Boogeyman yesterday. Yes, we
1: did. Um, just so everyone knows, this is The Boogeyman that's based off the Stephen King short story. It is not The Boogeyman that has anything to do with the one from the 2000s that had Barry Watson in it. Thank the God. one that we already reviewed. This has nothing to do with the second one or the third one. Yes, they did make three. Um, this is its own standalone story. Now, I'm going to double back here and I'm going to say love the premise. Love the plot. yeah, Love the story. Don't like the lighting. It was really dark, like the lighting of it. It was just really dark. I feel like they filmed it more in nighttime and didn't use enough light.
0: Okay, yeah. Um,
1: and also, I just I feel like we're supposed to be so afraid of the boogeyman, but how are you supposed to be afraid of something when you don't you don't see it? Yeah. Like, you don't even see it behind them or anything. Like, do some imagery or something. Well, I
0: think the creature does get a couple nods. He
1: pops that a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at that point, like, it's already going. I thought... the wheels are already turning. Everyone's already on the bus. We're halfway to the school. Yeah. I'm saying, like, he should have gotten on the bus with the
0: kids at the destination. It's basically what I'm saying. I don't disagree, and I think that we... And we're going to get into it more next week because that's our episode is The Boogeyman next Mm -hmm. week. We're going to take a little break and then go back into Nightmare on Elm Street 2, 3, and 4 the week after. Mm -hmm. But I thought it was a good movie and I'm excited to talk about it because it was one that – it's one of those movies that somehow – and this is going to sound stupid, but it met my expectations, exceeded them, and, like, did not meet them at the same time. Yeah. Like, there was certain part, like, it was parts of, like, okay, this is better than the first one. This isn't, like, an elite movie that it could have been, but it's also, like, serviceable. You exactly. know, it's, like, it's one of those. That it was, like, to me, it's not to say it's mediocre, but it was, like, a, oh, sorry. I'm like, surprised I,
1: they made it to theaters. I yeah. will have to say that. Yeah. I, I, do I think it was well enough to be in theaters now. I don't think they should have released it in theaters. I think they would have made a lot more money if they had put it on, like, Shutter or... It could have easily been a Netflix original. Netflix or something, or Hulu or something else. I don't think they should have had you sent to theaters. Yeah. But um, speaking of Netflix, real quick before we get on to the stage a lot of people really, really liked her. I know I was one of them. The girl from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake... It's actually the same girl that stars in this movie as well.
0: Oh, shit. Yeah,
1: the one that plays the sister.
0: Okay. In The Boogeyman? Or in Nightmare on Elm Street?
1: No, she in The Boogeyman.
0: Yeah, yeah. She plays
1: the oldest sister. Yeah. And in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, she That's plays That's the chick, the right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. she plays the younger sister.
0: I, uh... I like her, and I think she's a great protagonist for this movie. And I also, the little sister was adorable. I thought Sawyer, whatever, so cute. like I thought she's just, she's just one of those little girls that it's like you, you hope she makes it. She got fucked up a few times, flung around and shit. Again, we'll get into she it more. Terrible. I don't want to take too much away from next all week, right, but it was all fun. Right, so
1: let's get, let's get into
0: here. Freddy Krueger, the man, the myth, the legend, Nightmare on Elm Street. I think we we'll, we have to start with the first one that yeah, covered sure. all the ground.
1: Of course. So, basically, the first one starts off in, like, an idyllic, like, house and, like, an idyllic neighborhood. Basically, it's, like, picture perfect. Anybody who would want to be anybody would live there. Yeah, it's a nice suburb. And then all of a sudden, you're, like, in a boiler room. You don't really know what's going on. Yeah. You're in a boiler room. And then you see this young lady named Tina who is obviously dressed for bed and she's running through the boiler room in her like in her nightgown. Yeah. And finally she comes up face to face with Freddie, something happens and wakes her up and whatnot. And then she goes to school the next the next day we find out we meet her boyfriend, Jesse, and then we meet um the man the myth, the legend, Johnny Depp,
0: his character. Johnny. Johnny Depp in this movie. Yeah, he yeah. Is. His very first first feature movie film. He's the one that gets He's fucked up. He's the one that
1: gets stuffed in the bed. Yep. With the record players and has the blood clear out. That is Mr. Johnny Depp. It is his very first movie. Damn. Um, and then Heather Langenkamp coming in as uh, Nancy Thompson, and um, she I feel like as far as final girls, final girls go, she really got the shit end of the stick, man. She really did. Because she good. like if you watch the original one, like she had Final Girl written all over her. Yeah. And then you go more down the series and it's like, ah. like it just it to me that's that's one thing that bugs me about it. I would have liked to see a little bit more rivalry with the two of them. Yeah. Especially since she was supposed to be his favorite. But anyways, the kids get to school, they're talking and Tina starts telling everybody about this weird dream that she's having about this guy in sweater and he's burned and he has like these nails for fingers and then Nancy's like, Oh wait, me too Oh shit. And then Jesse's like, Oh yeah, me too and then the guy that plays the guy that Johnny Depp plays I cannot remember his fucking name for the life of me. He is like, oh, yeah, me too. And it's like, wait, how are you motherfuckers all having the same exact nightmare? Yeah. That don't happen. Yeah. That's not right.
0: That ain't right.
1: That's something you need to take to the doctor. or something you need to get that checked out. Yeah. And she, uh, they go to school, find out that Nancy's mom, or uh, Tina's mom, is going to be gone. So they decide to have a sleepover over at Tina's. And that's when shit really fucking goes down. Jesse, he just wants his Yaggy. Yeah, that's all, that's all the kid wanted. He, he just <laughs> wanted the press and cheese. That's so all he and cared about. He's sleeping next to poor and all of a sudden, she's just all over the wall. And the way that they did this was basically the way that they did the same with the Exorcist it, they made a mechanic. They made like a spinning room kind of thing. Yeah. And they run in the room again and again and again while she was in it. Yeah. So, like, and thankfully she didn't get that hurt, unlike the, the exorcist when they actually did hurt somebody. Um, But, so, it ended up going successfully, and they were, it was a really good shot, honestly. And Jesse, oh, of course, he goes to the fucking heavens, because he's like, oh my god, everyone's going to think it was me. Yeah. And, of course, everyone does. But running doesn't do much to help the case, but I'm sorry. Like, you're not even going to wake up your two friends that are in the house with you and be like, hey, I did it, murder, and then leave. At least I would have done that. Yeah. I wouldn't have
0: just left.
1: Like, that makes you look like a bad guy. So, yeah. Um, I do feel really bad for Nancy because she's kind of, her parents kind of use her as a playing chip because they know that Jesse knows. Or she'll be. Yeah. So they agreed to let her go to school, which I thought was odd, but then I realized that her father, since he's a sheriff, he was following her. Yeah. And he had a tail following her the entire time. So they could get her friend and arrest them. And, like, she's really angry. She's just like, you tricked me.
0: Like, you didn't right to do that. Yeah.
1: I would have helped you if you would have asked but you tricked me. And, like, right then and there, you see kind of like the mom and dad and the the father and daughter relationship. Basically, you can tell right off the get-go. Mom is a drinker. Yeah. Mom's kind of had it. Dad is an overworked, overstressed cop who just wants nothing to do with anything. Yeah. And she's getting to be in that teenager age where everything's so one-me and important and they're getting sick of her basically.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: But they didn't mention this until the middle of the movie, but this guy that's going after them actually has a name and his real name is Fred Krueger. Yeah. And Nancy is, a la- is able to figure this out when Nancy gets pulled into one of the dreams after Tina dies and she's able to bring something through the dream realm with her, which mm. is Freddy's Pandora And She's like, I know it's his. It says FK. But what is going on? And her mom finally took her in the basement and grabbed this glove that she had. Said, I'm sorry. But if you're going to kill a man, you're going to kill a serial killer, bury the fucking weapon. Yeah. Why would she have the weapon in the house? Yeah.
0: What?
1: Why? Yeah. You're going to have a museum or something? Mm-hmm. No. Well, if he ever comes back, she, she can know, use it he... on him. <laughs>
0: It's not a bad point.
1: I mean, that's not a bad <laughs> point, but still. I mean, he's supposed to be a ghost-like character. I don't know a ghost that you can fucking play. Yeah. True that. Um, but anyways, she pulls it out, and she's like, it's okay, honey, he's gone, he's gone. And it's like, who the fuck is gone? What are you talking about? Yeah. Um. Finally, she's like, oh, there was this man that used to take care of you guys at the preschool, and you were his favorite, and it's like, Okay, so you're trying to say that he like sexually molested them. So they, in the original, I want to make this clear, they didn't say
0: no, they that did that he
1: was sexually molesting them. He they did say and they made it clear that a couple of kids had died in his care. So they saw him as being a child killer. That's very important because and in, and in the remake they completely switch it. But in this one, he is a child killer, or they think so. Yeah. They don't really give him a chance to explain or anything.
0: It's a little like like a wink, wink, cough, cough. Like, like it's not examined at all, right? Yeah. But it's like, oh, maybe, but it's well, never. Like the
1: parents take, basically, the parents take it in their own hands. And they're like, well, we're not going to do anything about it. But we yeah. and we are. Yeah. And they lock them in the boardroom. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, and they set it ablaze, and that's why he's charred. Because, I mean, he's the vengeful ghost now, and he's going after these kids. And Nancy realizes this, and she's like, "Oh my God, like he was innocent. Why would, Why would you do this?" Yeah. And like, then she starts thinking that he's innocent, and she starts to feel bad for him. And, and this happens in both of them. And I will come out and say real quick, just so no one has to be apprehensive or anything about it he was not innocent i don't know what exactly he did because they never actually
0: concrete it even in even in the remake but he's not innocent but he's not okay in the remake or the original he's not he is kind of guilty of whatever he's being
1: exactly like he he is somehow guilty of something we don't know exactly what he did yeah but he did something. The
0: remake's more like, no, he's a diddler. <laughs>
1: but. Um, so that happens, and Nancy finds out that her mom and her dad were
0: two of the people
1: that... He diddled? That, no, were two of the people that trapped him in the boiler room to set him ablaze. And like Nancy's like, oh no, like we're all screwed. Like, that's why he's coming back. Yeah. Because you guys killed him. Yeah, we're fucked. I uh, said, so now he's coming back to take all of us away from you guys, again. And like, no one's listening to her. They think that she looks they think she looks sound and is acting like she's cuckoo bananas. So, Which, unfortunately for her, the fact that she didn't sleep for like a week, yeah, I, she she did look kind of cuckoo bananas. I mean, it was it worked against her. But then Freddie, of course, he's still killing. He ends up getting Jesse in the jail. And he strangles on them. And the guards. I'm sorry. It is not a good joke. If you had a kid, in minor, and a holding cell for murder, and he starts screaming and shit.
0: Yeah.
1: Don't you think you what a fucking chest on him?
0: Yeah. Make sure he's okay or something.
1: It's that, like, they just, they don't do anything. I think they watch a camera and see that nothing's in there what's up? Like, they flip on a camera real quick. And I said, like, get the fuck in there. Yeah. Don't just. We'll switch real quick about oh he's fine. No. Get the fuck in there and see what the hell the kid's going like it's seventeen years old. Like that's not okay. He's a minor. So that really bugs me. And then um we flash forward a little bit just through the fodder and whatnot and um we find out that basically everyone's parents are involved. And Nancy's mom starts breaking out and starts putting bars over their windows and shit. Like that's gonna help you. Like someone just tried to kill you in your house, you're gonna put bars on your window.
0: Yeah.
1: Great job. Like I said, she's a little drunky drinky. Um (laughs) and uh Johnny Jeff's parents across the street, they're like, We've had it, this is ridiculous. Like she is a nutbag, she's not seeing her son anymore. And he's waiting for Nancy because her and Nancy, him and Nancy come up with an idea that if she could pull the hat out of the journey, why couldn't she pull Freddie out of the journey? So, they come up with the plan that they hatch. And dumbass Johnny Dad falls asleep.
0: Uh.
1: And... He falls he falls asleep on his bed with his fucking headphones in on his rocker player. It's like, no time to sleep. His fucking TV is sitting on his lap, and like he just And and then all of a sudden, like his room is covered in blood. And that's like, oh wow, okay. They did pack any punches with this one. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, easily the most brutal, brutalist scene in the movie, easiest, hands hands down. And then it basically comes between Nancy and Freddie, and she's like, oh, fuck, i got to do this myself now. So she starts leaving them through all the tracks and everything. She basically goes out the whole house, like, home alone. And then it comes down to one last face-off, and this is what really pissed me off about the end of this movie, is that she said, you're not real. And you don't scare me anymore. And she turned around. And then Freddie went to go after her. I kind of climbed, And right? he evaporates.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's it. And it's like, huh? What? That's just a... He yeah. was a dream? Yeah. That's all he was? It was a bad dream that was fucking killing you guys? What the fuck? Yeah. Like, that's really stupid. And then like at the very, very end, which Wes Craven did not want this in there. He wanted this movie to be one and that He didn't wanna have a series. Yeah. But they wanted to do something that could hint to maybe they were gonna come back. So they do this cool scene of Nancy getting in the car with her friends, saying goodbye like to her mom, her friends are finally back and the car that they're in starts freaking the fuck out. And she realize Nancy realizes that the car's cursed, and Freddie took over the car, and she's screaming at her mom to get away, and her mom all of a sudden just yeah. goes right through the window. Yeah. But but he just grabs her, and it's like, oh okay, that's that's the movie. Oh wow. Now, so which
0: one is this? Is this number two you said? No, that was one. the very first. This is the first movie. This is oh. the very first. But one. that's an iconic scene, and you kind of need that. Yeah. And those, and that's what kind of like. I don't know if it started, but the final scare thing, mm-hmm. the trope that we saw in it, like Jason popping up and fun, or whatever. Well, that's what
1: they wanted to do with it. Yeah. That's why they did that. They yeah. wanted one less scare trope.
0: And it works, you know, and it's, a fun, and it's a classic image. Classic enough that they did it in the remake, mm-hmm. you know? So, <laughs> Well, remake was a little bit different. The remake was a mirror, I believe. Yeah. When like they came
1: home from
0: the hospital. Yeah, I think it was. Um,
1: whereas this one was a door,
0: and it looked like it, everything was back
1: normal yeah she got all her friends back
0: but i I thought it worked where do you think nancy lines up with like iconic final girls because she's a big one she is
1: she is a big one but the thing is she's so underused yeah like she really is she's really underused um like like she's she's as an She's as underused as that one girl from Friday the Thirteenth that survived.
0: Who's this? Man. Oh, from Friday the. Uh, well, no, I, I think both of them. Amy, Amy Steele, uh, is the actor.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, Alice from the first one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Alice is kind of underused in the first one compared to Jenny in the second yeah, one. Yeah, that's what
1: I'm saying. It's just like the two girls, like.
0: But I thought, Nancy, like, when you think of all-time top ten list, I think you're seeing Nancy on there a lot more than Alice. You know what I mean? Well,
1: yeah. I mean, but honestly, I don't see her until, like, the ninth or tenth one, if she's even on there.
0: She's no Laurie Stroh. I mean,
1: she's no Laurie Stroh. She's no Sydney Prescott. She's no Sam Loomis. I mean... Uh, she's no Sally Haddish
0: I'd even put Jenny from part two Friday against her for doing the whole psychology major and yeah. making Jason think she's the mom and shit yeah. I think that might put her over Nancy yeah. But Na- Nancy um, is a badass She and tried She did try and I like her character. And I
1: like her innocence
0: And no offense to something Rooney whatever her last name is uh, from the remake What's her name? Mickey Rooney and no, it's Rooney Mara. Rooney Mara. Uh, but the Nancy from the first one's way better than the Nancy from the yeah. remake. Well,
1: because the Nancy in the first one, Heather Lindenkamp, she and the, that's why I'm so upset that she's been knocked throughout the film is because she's such a fighter and she's smart. What I like about it is that she doesn't rely on
0: her boobs. No.
1: And on her good looks. She relies on her brain. Yeah. And I like that. Same thing with Sydney Prescott. That was the number one thing that got me into screen was the fact that she didn't have to be a blonde bimbo that she'd be a fighter. Yeah. And that's the same same thing with, with Nancy. So that's the one thing I feel really bad about with Heather Langham's
0: portrayal of Nancy.
1: Now, on the flip side, Rani Mara, with her portrayal of Nancy, I knew she was going to be in a hor- horror movie one day, knew it was going to happen, but I was hoping it wasn't going to be something like
0: this. Yeah.
1: They just, she destroyed the Nancy character with being a, she, I'm sorry, she, I'm just going to say, she was fucking as depressing as Kristen, Kristen Stewart. Yeah. She was very depressing. And Nancy, to me, wasn't depressing. She was going through a lot, but she wasn't depressing. She wasn't someone that was just going to sit there and cry and shit. Yeah. And it made me angry that in the remake, they take our final girl, and they just basically fucking, like, they're like, here, be a pussy. Yeah, and Rooney. Ro- Ro- kind
0: of like what the Hitcher, what they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Well, except they did that with a dude. Well, that's what I mean. But yeah, a no, 100%. I, I completely agree. I completely agree. Yeah. I do think that Rooney Mara, even though she had uh, what's Rooney, his name? in a quiet place. I believe now. I, I, I Place Two. I think those are her movies now. No.
1: No. No, no she's it's not. Emily.
0: Oh, Emily Dan. She was in that Una movie and she's been in uh
1: Oh, so she's been in a couple A Ghost
0: Story and she's been in the she's still a working actress and she, she was in the social network. She was the one that told Mark Zuckerberg to fuck off in the beginning. Oh,
1: I remember that, yeah. So, wasn't she, like, the girl with the dragon tattoo? Yeah, she wasn't the girl with the dragon yes. tattoo. Right, she she did play the star You're
0: right, But she has had a good career.
1: She's
0: she, had a good career. And I thought she had an alright performance in that. I just think, and she's even said that she didn't, like, enjoy being a part of that. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why, but I know she had a bad time on set. A lot of
1: the kids said that, though. I mean, a lot of the kids said that 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 particular spot was very, 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 like, stuck up and creepy. And, like, they weren't really allowed to talk to, like, Wes Craven and everybody. And, like, and it's like, well, Craven wasn't directing that. So he probably wasn't even really there.
0: Yeah, that's Samuel Boyer. Uh,
1: like, so okay. I don't know why you guys are complaining about that. But, like, they were also complaining that, like, they didn't get the same treatment that the kids did in the 80s and the 80s. Robert England was like 20, 30 years old fucking around with a bunch of kids. Of course he's going to be like that. Of yeah. course they're going to have fun on set, on set. He's having a fun time. Yeah, of And course. everyone knows this about Wes Craven and John Carpenter. They like to have fun with their actors. They do. And they like to scare the shit out of them.
0: Yeah.
1: There's been a couple couple of different bloopers that I showed Daniel of Wes Craven himself being in the ghost costume chasing somebody away. Because he thinks it's hilarious. Yeah. So I think it was like Nev. No, no, it was David Arquette. Remember, he opened the door
0: and David like, "Run!"
1: Like David in with the phone, and he said, "David, no, no, ow, ow!" Like that's what that that's what Freddy reminds me of. Yeah. And actually, in the 80s, in between the movies and this, you can find it on Tubi. Um, it is Freddie's Nightmares, and what it is is it's an animated series that was for teens. Um and I mean even 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 that did okay but the thing that gets me upset about the remake is I feel like they tried way too hard to make it a different story from what it was. Yeah, I just I think that they tried way too hard to make it different. And making a difference, fine. I completely understand. I, I get that with making a little bit different. I think it's great that instead of teen in the beginning, they chose a guy to go out in the beginning. I think that's awesome. But stick throughout that change. Yes. Have the change be there throughout the entire film. And, I mean, if I never saw a preschool or snow in in the first movie, and then they're bringing it up in the remake and shit, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Like all of a sudden we're in Dreamland, we're in a preschool that we never saw before, and like all of you guys, like, supposedly all went to preschool together, but you don't remember it, because your parents kept hush-hush, because there
0: was a guy molested It just didn't make any sense. I like that part. <laughs> Not that the guy molested him. I, I like that, the, walking through you the wasn't childhood.
1: You did no.
0: Well, and just the atmosphere and the way it's shot, the cinematography, because just like the Friday and just like with the, these Michael Bay uh, Platinum Dune remakes, I think this is that, isn't it, uh, with the uh, Texas Chainsaw on it? Maybe it's someone else. I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, no, it is. It's Michael Bay produced. Yeah. But this is fucking – it's just shot beautifully. And, like, the rain dropping in the puddle and him walking past and they're looking at themselves as kids – I thought that's the shit that made it stand out, and I thought if the remake did anything, it was the gloomier atmosphere and Freddie being more scary and creepy, I think, helped it. I think the only thing that really hurt the remake was Nancy wasn't as believable as the first time, but also I think it retread too much. Yeah,
1: they tried
0: way too hard to, like, reverse it and do something else. Well, no, yeah, with the pedophile thing, but with other things, it's like, there's shots taken right out of the first one, and I hate that. The bathtub shit, you don't need to see it again. We saw it one time. It was an iconic shot. It's great. But you don't need to see the fucking hand come from her pussy again. No. And you don't need to see, like, so, like even, like, the, the end scene, how they, I know it's a mirror and it's a little different, but a lot of the shots in this movie and a lot of the things, it, it follows, I get following the same story beats for the mythology and stuff, but, like, stealing a scene from a movie is shit in remakes that really bothers me, well, taking also, us back to Psycho and stuff. So
1: like. that's why I really, really enjoyed this particular part that I'm about to talk to right now, and that's the part when you're in the pharmacy. And the kids are trying to find something to keep themselves awake. Yeah. And Nancy's fighting with Freddie. And he's going in between fighting her in real life and her not being able to see him. Yeah. Because so she's asleep. So I thought that was very peacefully well done, honestly. a um, Big hats off to everyone that was in the scene. Because that's hard to, like, act at uni- like you're in two
0: different
1: movies at the same time yeah also i i don't know i just there's something about that scene i really liked it yeah
0: it was because
1: he even got in her face and was like why are you screaming i didn't even do anything to you yet
0: yeah
1: and it's like "Yet," like oh wow like oh oh, you pissed him off yeah he said yes um but it just it's a completely different atmosphere. It's kind of like when we sat down and we did the Hitcher versus the Hitcher. I mean, it's it's the same thing. There's some things that are really good that they should have kept. And then there's other things that were really bad that they should have gotten rid right of. I mean, in my opinion, the first nightmare will always will always be one of my favorites. Oh, of course. The way that my list goes is the very first one, and then as far as the the number two, I would have to put Wes Clayton's New Nightmare in there, and the third one would have
0: to be the second right. Yes, and I agree, but there's things about this. This along, especially because it was like within a year of each other, this and the other remake of that year, the Friday thing, I thought that both of them, Get shit on way too much, and especially for being the last movie in respective franchises, yeah. and for and and that's like how many times is everything else been rebooted? Why aren't these back yet? Well, I, I know it's legal shit. Yeah, I know it's I legal say, shit. If it's if not think it's think under legal any. Shit. It's not artistic stuff. And I know that.
1: Nightmare
0: Elm Street is more of a
1: respect decision. Yeah. Because. Robert England doesn't really want to do it again. He kind of played the same
0: kind of character in the newest Stranger Things, from what I've known. But but the thing other is that he
1: doesn't want
0: to do it again. I and I understand that, but this isn't a bad installment. No. That's the thing. Like when you look at the uh, Nightmare El- on Elm Street franchise, and you look at every movie, New Nightmare, three, four, uh, the first one, all of them. Dream this Warriors. Dream Warriors. There are. Great, the first one, and that's why putting these two I know is not fair, but I just thought because it's like the same stories, we have to. The first one is a bona fide classic that was made on a million dollars and made like 56. That was a horror iconic classic, a great performance by England. Everything fired on all cinders, cylinders, and you can still watch that movie and love it. But there are movies in this franchise that suck, and we're going to get into it. Just like any horror movie franchise. There are movies that are like kind of dog shit where Robert Englund's trying, but everything around him is just diarrhea. Uh, Rob,
1: and no, but Robert Englund also tried to make him
0: funny. Yeah, and, and it started ruining it. I
1: think that's what ruined
0: it. But this isn't that. And this isn't a bad installment in this franchise. It's a, different, it's a little bit of a different thing. I will agree. One of the major flaws, it's not different enough. And with the era and the way it tries to be different, which is just making them a full on diddler, I don't think is enough to like separate it, which like just like okay, yeah, he did that. It's like it's 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 fucked but up, but it doesn't make the movie. You know, and I think it really tries to and it makes that an important thing. What do you think of Kyle Gallner and his we've seen him in a lot of horror performances. He was big around this time, but he's also he's the friend of of Nancy in this, but he was in that smile movie we saw. He
1: was awesome. I like can, wasn't he, in, uh Megan, like Jennifer's
0: body. Wasn't he the goth kid? He read the been. I'm
1: pretty sure he was the goth kid in Jennifer's body,
0: but he's been in, in so many, he was in the last screen. He was the cousin of Stu, not the last one, but the, the first, uh, scream five. He was Stu's cousin that was taking a piss. And, and oh, uh, yeah,
1: okay. Yeah. That kid. Um, I mean, I think that they did a very creative job with him Mm because they easily could have done the same exact thing that they did with Tony Depp with him. Yeah. So I will have to respect the fact that they... It a little bit differently. Yeah, but that kid was going through an emo phase. He was, but like, I he think was he was the face of emo. For he, a while. he
0: was like, if you looked at his playlist, you'd see Panic at the Disco and everything else. You'd see
1: Fall Out Boy, MCR, Pierce, Pierce the Veil, Under Oath.
0: He also, he also has the best line in the movie though, when he says, when they're. In the car, and they're driving, and it's been a long night. They've both been up for way too long, and she, they're like, and he's asking her out on a date. She's like, "Are you flirting with me?" And she and he's. he's like,
1: Are you trying to ask me out? And he's like, "If we survive
0: this." And he's like, "Let's let's do it." And then she's like, "Uh, she's like, I don't know." And he's like, "Well, why don't you sleep on it?" Yeah. And it's like that—that that was a good line for this. Yeah. And uh, I uh, I enjoyed him. I think he was the perfect role for her because she was the weird girl, really. Yeah. Like, I think she,
1: they made a good match together.
0: And she was one of those where she's way too pretty to be the weird, weird girl, but yeah, so they, they at still at made her
1: it. hat on her yeah. and like, give her like, dreary droopy clothes. I hate that. Like Just go out and find a decent Looking ugly shape.
0: Like even in the car together, like no offense to Kyle Gawner, he's probably <laughs> a, a great guy and smile, I thought he was way too short to be a detective, no offense. I but, honestly,
1: I didn't even recognize him. He's a tiny guy. Smile. Yeah, he's a smile. I I he's detective I didn't even recognize him. Yeah. I got to go watch him watch. He's like all a big part of that. Yeah. Oh my god, I did not recognize him. Yeah.
0: So, <laughs> he's in that and he fucking and the only thing about him though is that like She's not going to fuck this guy. <laughs> like, it's one of those where it's like, like yeah, she, she's the weird girl. and they, she's make the
1: like... it, they make it known early on, though, that the two of them, other than everyone else and their class that they forgot about, they remembered that they were in preschool together. That's why the two of them are so important. Mm-hmm. Because they both remember kind of, sort of, what happened.
0: Yeah, they don't was, remember
1: Freddie or anything, but they remember that they were in school together.
0: Yeah, and they figured it out. And we talked about uh, Jackie or O'Haley before in his performance, but he brings an eeriness and a scariness and a creepiness. And the voice, I like the voice a lot. And not better than England, obviously, but it's a nice, different voice. It's like kind of raspy, but deep di- and scary. They and, made
1: him different and scary enough that it took myself away from being like, oh, I wish Robert Englund was just on the screen. Yes. So I will have to say, they did a really good job with that. Because like the newest Candyman, what
0: was my number one complaint? That Tony Todd wasn't on the screen most of the time. Yeah, but watching that young man become Candyman was fun.
1: And yeah, I got it at the end. Yeah. At the end, I did get it. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying though. So this one, I wasn't missing Robert Englund.
0: No, I thought Haley did a good enough job, and England still praises. It. He's like he did a good job. I don't know what the fuck people are saying. And, and I thought it was eerie enough, and it was creepy enough, where you didn't need the comedy and the funness of England, to where this is like this is a whole different type of monster, and this is like a Freddy that's like really coming for blood and ready to fuck people up, and. Like you said, the kids with the medicine and stuff and trying to stay up. I think that was the best part of the movie. Mm-hmm. I think doing shit different, micro-sleeping du- and shit like that and, like, sleeping for a few seconds just to keep your mind okay. But and then the whole wake thing up, in
1: the, like in the um, pharmacy or whatever, when he's knocking shit on top of her and yeah. she sees it, but you don't really, like, when it goes back to her friend trying to get her up and whatnot, nothing's falling on her. She just looks like she's having a seizure or something. And it's like, wow, that's intense, actually. Like, because in her head, she's being killed. But if anyone were just look at her, they would just think she's like a drug addict having a withdrawal or something.
0: Yeah.
1: So to me, that was interesting.
0: It was super interesting. I thought it was uh, one of the better parts of the movie. And the fact that, when your brain and it played on the real effect, and I don't think the first one did that much to no, where your brain will like make yourself sleep for a few seconds just to like keep your consciousness, oh. and then and then they'll see him for a second. They're like, oh fuck, and that's how Freddy's like entering because their brains making them fall asleep for a few seconds.
1: Well, because also too in the first one, I think they were up for maybe like three days, mm-hmm. and the remake they have them up for like a week, yeah, or maybe more. I think so. Like that's the difference in dynamics. That's what makes this movie scarier, I think, because now he can—he don't have to wait till they're asleep. Now he can come whenever he fucking pleases, because they basically made it that he could.
0: And this is technically the highest grossing, uh, I think, besides Freddy versus Jason, because that did a shit ton of money, mm-hmm. but this made more money than the first one, because yeah. that made 50 mil on a one mil budget, which is fucking awesome, but this had 35 to work with, and it made 117, which is like a nice, nice financial success, it's just crazy, these remakes did really well, and there was no sequels, And that's the one thing I don't get, like I get people like, oh, it's not; it's a little different, it's not what it should be, like, yeah, little, but oh, it's like, they're successful, like it's like, it doesn't make sense why there wasn't a second one a couple of years after this.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I would agree with that. If they were gonna, if they were gonna keep it, like they could have had like Nancy go to college and like have this kind of thing happen. Like they easily could have done something. But also, let's think about it. It would have been a cash grab.
0: It would have. Honestly, it probably would have been really rushed. Maybe. Not that well written. But work on making it a good trilogy then. Why, like, you made an all right product, even if not everybody loves it. It's pretty good, in my eyes. It made a lot of money. Like, make another one. I I don't get it. But then it's like, oh, no, we failed. It's like, I don't get that. And and I don't get how Rob Zombie gets to keep fucking shitting over the Halloween franchise, and then they keep making new ones. I still
1: don't understand how Rob Zombie, not not the first Halloween. The first Halloween, I think he did good.
0: Did but the
1: second one,
0: travesty, a- I, cannot, acid I trip.
1: cannot believe how much fucking money that movie made. They, I'm going to tell you guys right now, that movie came out like, like I think I was like 16, yeah. maybe, 17, maybe. I was still living at home, and it was when me and Daniel would do our Friday night movie nights. And my mom would have me stay up really late the night before and screen the movies that Daniel wanted to watch. And I'm going to tell you right now, I watched that movie about Eight times. Over and over and over again. Yeah. Because I did not know what the fuck this man was trying to show on. (laughs) I have no idea what the fuck was going on. Like, something about a white horse and bringing her home, and then there's a different Michael, and it's like, who the fuck are you, kid? Yeah, that was a, the other kid. that
0: was Rob Zombie at his worst. It was,
1: just, it was so bad. It was so out there. I mean, the making of it, the documentary is really funny, but it's just, it's the making of the first one, not the second one. So that's why it's really funny. Because um, I did the first one when they have little Mikey in the uh, police car and he looks up in the distance. Rob Zombie didn't realize it, but the kid was actually playing not yet. He was playing video games. Yeah. Well, he's supposed to be arrested in the cop car, and he's like, "Well, I'm a bad influence." <laughs> he's like, "Here I am, trying to have the kid be arrested for murder," and now uh, he's yeah. playing a video game. But yeah, so I would definitely put it up there with with that. I mean, Rob Zombie, he tries. He tries really, really
0: hard. But the thing is, is even though that's the only one that got the sequel, that's the one remake out of the. Three and we'll even throw Texas Chainsaw if you want. Out of the four remakes, that was like my least favorite. And the first one was fine, but like this, and I think that Friday and Texas Chainsaw did a better like job of utilizing the yeah. best parts of. Like this took the first one and made it a little scarier, and, and that's, that's what it what wanted I, to do.
1: Absolutely, and that's what the Netflix remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre did do. Yes, yeah. because in every other one, you always eat, you got back mm-hmm. so, at every single one of them except maybe the first one and then it, it just became porno series and then Netflix picked it up and was like let's bring it back to what he does best which is kill and I enjoyed it honestly a lot of people rip on it a lot of people hate it I love it Yeah. I think it's great that finally we have to have someone go back and actually kill yeah because, I mean, I get Jason's kind of just, like, the boobie king and whatnot, but, like, I, don't know, I can only have, watch people have sex so many times.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. And I enjoy it. Oh, I mean, I not, not that I just enjoy boobies. I enjoy nudity and sex in the movie because that's, like, how they came up. And, like, that's how, like... Like, you see a, a nice blonde just banging this dude with her tits out, and then a masked killer comes out and fucking tears her to shreds. That's how it is. That's how horror should be, you know? And, and, and it can be elevated. It can be different. It can be more intellectual. You can have a final girl that has, like, a great backstory and outsmarts the killer, and it's great. And I love feminist and girl power and all that shit. The Powerpuff mm-hmm. Girls can come at the end and defeat Freddy. I don't give a shit. But I don't see anything wrong with a boob or two, Sharon. But, yeah, but Fine. not...
1: Let's, not have a twenty five minute
0: sex scene like they did in fucking the remake of Friday the Thirteenth. I don't know, like when he was like, "Oh, you got perfect nipple placement." <laughs> that was fucking awesome. Travis Van Winkle did a great job. <laughs> Trent was the man. Perfect nipple placement. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, baby, you got Trent perfect was nipple placement."
1: Horrible. He was a horrible awful character he was such a douchebag he bag. should have been
0: killed immediately but his sex scene was <laughs> <laughs> yeah he fucked funny so but but these ones i i thought that this it's a serviceable remake and i i don't I'm not sure if we rated each one on the show no. before if we're gonna rate the first one it's a nine out of ten for me Bonafide classic. If
1: uh, we're going back to the original, like the first, first one I'd uh, say
0: nine. If if we're talking about the remake, to me, it's a very solid seven and a half. Yeah, I would give it the same. I way. think it's right there. It makes some. It, it makes, makes some flaws. Like yeah. I have
1: some flaws, but it's not like Psycho.
0: No, not at it's all like lot. Psycho. It's not shot for shot. It, it's got somewhat of a balance. It's to me the only big flaws is that the shit it changed didn't really need to be changed and. It kept too much the same. But it was also the tone, the way it was shot, all that stuff was almost perfect. It almost made you forget about it. It's a w- more well-made movie. If you're a casual fan who doesn't like us and likes the raw old shit and like, can watch a movie made on $30,000 and like, oh, as long as it's a good story, we like it. If you're someone that likes polish, this is the one to watch. If you want the story of Freddy Krueger and you want to get the gist but you don't want to go back and watch the first one because it kind of feels cheap to you, watch this one. You'll get the same feel so i feel like it's serviceable for that and uh is it better than the first one no the first one is a far superior movie and it's it's the iconic one and this one's kind of the one that you know it's the black sheep but i do think it's an underrated movie and everyone should check it out
1: underrated remake
0: if you're a nightmare guy i think you should check it out yeah i really i
1: definitely would
0: uh we got anything else
1: uh no i think we're good so we'll see everybody next week for the
0: boogeyman yeah the boogeyman it's going to be a lot of fun to talk about that and then a week after uh hopefully these motherfuckers get on streaming or we're going to have to go get some dvds but uh we're going to do nightmare two fine. three and yeah uh two three and four uh in two weeks and then in between at some point we're going to do uh supermassive games devil and me yeah. So that's the slate coming up. Boogeyman next week. How does it compare to the the older one? We'll, we will see. It's a completely different story. Do we yeah, look guys, better? we're not going to make
1: you sit through something horrible and then give it a one. We can guarantee this one isn't going to get a one.
0: No, it's not getting a one, but it's not getting a ten either. So yeah. I'm excited to Ooh, talk it's about somewhere it. Somewhere in between. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So everybody, check that out, Mindy. It's always a pleasure, we'll see everybody next. Uh, pleasure. Hootie who? Hoody who. Scooby dooby doo, where are you? We got some work to do
1: now. Scooby dooby doo, where are you? We need some help from you now.